The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting across from me from, as always, yeah, goddamn it is! Yeah! What's going on, everybody? Lee, Michael Kimbrell, chilling here in the DeVore Porium 2.0, uh, talking to the nasty boys and girls across the whole wide world. How are ya? Not good. <laughs> one, three claps. Just one, two. Get get on with it. Yeah, three claps. We're not in a good mood. Not a ton to be excited about in the last week anyway. No. And then we are recording on a day where the Reds were beat 19 to four. Yeah, that is a bad football score. That, yeah. Two safeties. Yeah, that's bad. It's a- atrocious. I mean, dude, it, it gets really ugly when you look up there and see a number that high. Because you're like, oh, well, no one can get anybody out. <laughs> Alex Blandino was our best pitcher today. Yeah, still with the best ERA. Yeah. Still trip zeros. I mean, yeah. We, we'll go. We can dive more into it. But it's like we were all kind of – it was like, you know, had that day game. Yeah. We're out. Everybody's out and about. You're delivering shirts. I cleaned a house, a couple houses this morning. We were all busy. We were about our day. Yeah. And then I looked at my phone, and we were down 10 nothing in the top of the third inning. Yeah. It's like, well, I'll check out on this one. Yeah. And then, I don't know, to be down 10-0 and then give up nine more runs. Ab- it's abuse. fucking demoralizing, man. Yeah. With the guy on the bump, you're fucking, you know, Mally. He's he's allowed to have a, a, a dud. Of course. But it's the second one of the year. Yeah. But Lord have mercy. Against, I mean, the first against the Cubs, I mean, they have some killers in their lineup that haven't been living up to the hype and living up to what they've been able to do. But then you just get just shit kicked around by a lineup that will gap you all day. Yeah, they will gap you all day, and you might not know a bunch of these guys, but I don't... They don't feel like a fluke to me, bro. Not not this far into the season. It doesn't feel flukish. They are 12 games up, man. And they have a plus 57 run differential. That's nuts. Which is second best in the National League behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, they're all out there. That division, man. I mean, all three of those teams at the top of that division are scary good. They're unbelievably good. And you think about it, the Dodgers and the Padres were like, we're going for it. And with all those moves. Oh, every single person in the league, including this podcast, had the Giants written off. And why wouldn't you have? Of course. Why wouldn't you have? Right. And then you go out and you're like, oh, wow. The Giants are the most prepared team in baseball right now. Yeah, they've got fucking like Kevin Gosman, who's just looking like a ace yeah crazy insane got it got got it's also crazy that they are paying him one year 18 million utter insanity they yeah. he got the same fucking payday as marcus simeon that's really crazy yeah and uh stroman yeah the qualifying offer and god watching gosman pitch last night i'm just sitting there like god damn it i know looking we had him on a flyer <sighs> we had him on a fucking flyer i know to throw in our bullpen and and then the and now, I mean could, we could have used it. Yeah, well, and, I mean, and then I don't know. I went to the game on Tuesday. Disco, 
Just shut us down. Completely. He He's, gave up a dinger on the first at bat, fourth pitch of the game. He gave right. up a home run to the Winkman. Yeah, which ought to do this season. Which is so exciting. And, you know, the game, that one too, it was ugly. But, and then he just completely mowed everyone down. Yeah, it was just full, full mowage. It, there it, were two innings where we started off with back to back hits. Right. But and it, then just nothing. But it's also not like it was like he's had a shit season. No. And then it's just like, oh, this was a fluke. No, he has just consistently been good this year. No, he's in this, what, fifth, sixth year of his career? Yeah, and I think he's the he's in like second or third place in the National League in ERA leaders. Coming into his own, it, there's, you know, there's that sometimes a player will, like Disco, he was he was a serviceable big league guy with a with a high upside for what four or five years with us. Right, he just couldn't stay healthy. That second contract mm-hmm. where another team is like, yeah, okay, we'll fuck with you. You kind of shake off some of that imposter syndrome a little bit, and you're like, no, I'm a guy. Yeah, I yeah. live in San Francisco now. Yeah, I'm a guy, and he looks like a guy. Yeah, he he is for sure a guy, followed by another guy with another Reds guy. It's just. It's just a bummer to look over and see Cincinnati West happening, and they're go- very good. Best record in the league. They almost have 30 games. Jesus. with a- Another one with Alex Wood. I know. I know. Well, well, honestly, though, we will see if they're pretenders or not going into Los Angeles this weekend. That's a huge series. That is a huge series. Three? Mm-hmm. They won't get swept. I don't think so either. They won't get swept, man. I wouldn't be shocked... I bet they take two out of three. They, it, I really, so I would put money on that. They're so hot, and the Dodgers. It's what's crazy about a team like the Dodgers is that they're ten games over five hundred, one game out of first place, underachieving, missing Cody Bellinger. Yeah, but they, but they're like a week ago, people were freaking out about the Dodgers. Trevor <laughs> Bauer was freaking out, coming out and talking about it. They were like, "We're five hundred team." They've rattled off eight in a row. Yeah. They're fucking nine and one in their last ten. It's ridiculous. They're the Dodgers again, but like, yeah, underachieving. Right. Whereas the Giants are coming in here just like, yeah, we're the toast of the league, I guess. I don't <laughs> At know. At the moment, yeah, man. So weird. It's unbelievable. I know. And I went on Tuesday and uh, got to saw Luis, old Lulu. Looking a lot better. Looking a lot better. Much. Struck out the side in the top of the first. Mm-hmm. Change up working. Slider working. Fastball velo so down. Yeah, but it's he- almost it's got it, dude. It seems physical, man. Because I mean, last year, everything we've ever known from Luis Castillo is ninety seven, ninety eight. Change up yeah. falls off the table. Slider in on your dick. Right. And he's hitting what ninety three, ninety four, ninety two, ninety three. He was yeah. consistently at ninety two on Tuesday, and I'm like. Dude, five to six miles per hour is just just a drastic. It changes everything mm-hmm. about your whole approach. Do you think maybe he is? I mean, especially looking at him yesterday, or sorry, on Tuesday, he did take that. He has taken some velo off, but I think he's needed it to place the ball. Yeah, for sure. And it 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 fucking worked. Well, you brought it up. He seems scared of the strike zone, right? And so, which means you're oh, thinking about it. You're not trying to attack. Yeah, I, I yeah. He wasn't, I mean, you can't say the guy wasn't on the attack. He had 10 Ks in four innings pitch. Right. He was attacking. But you gotta, if you, if you want to be 1A, 1B, 
I, it, it, I know the game has changed so much and all this stuff, but you got to get, get me to the sixth. Yes. You have to get me to the sixth. With as depleted as this bullpen is. I know. And tired. I know. You got to get me there. 10Ks. 10Ks and four is an exciting line, but then he was at 80 pitches. Right, because he's working the full counts, because the Giants are so goddamn good at working the count. They were good it, at hitting. Their approach was just methodic. A lot of foul balls. So many. And I will say on Tuesday, even as a homer, and you sent, I think you either you or Webby sent a little graphic about like charting the umpires. Oh, 85%. It was bad on Tuesday. A t- it was terrible. It was like every at-bat, mm-hmm. there was a pitch where... One of the sides would be pissed. Yep. Every at bat, there yeah. was a pitch. And Wednesday was bad too. Yeah, not good. No. I like that umpire tracking thing. It's great. Because then John Boy has done a couple. Give credit where credit's due. There was a guy, I can't remember his name, but last week he threw or he called a perfect game. Yeah. He called a perfect game. He didn't miss a single ball or a single strike based on whatever metric they're basing it on. Sure. But like. Yeah, a hundred percent. You love to see that. That's dope. Shout out to that guy. I, I wish I had your name. Yeah, me too. There was a guy because the game I went to on Tuesday, there Joe West was umping Ugh. the third baseline. The and, worst. And there was a guy. There was a guy in our section who just every now and again would just be like, Joe West, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> just screaming terrible things at him, and it was funny because he was bombing for sure. Yeah, but it was just kind of hilarious. You so know? funny. Sometimes you get a heckle. Sometimes you have a personal vendetta, and you just have to let it ride. I know. And that guy hated Joe West. Oh, and I hate I hate Angel Hernandez. Oh yeah. So One next time worst. I'm that close to him, he's, he's getting a mouthful. Guy's getting yelled at. Guy's getting chopped down at the knees. Well, I'm going to do my fucking research. Yeah. And I'm going to have some harsh words and some hard takes for him. Yeah, you got to figure a guy who misses that many calls has been divorced. <laughs> yeah, of course he's been divorced. He clearly has poor judgment. That wild, that wildly inconsistent. You have ruined some marriages. <laughs> for sure, man. I don't know. It's the the, the umpiring thing. The, 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 the way he was calling the game is not why we lost no. Tuesday, Wednesday, or today. No, or Monday. Or Monday. I mean, no, you can't blame it. It was. Not, it's not that egregious. No, it's not. It's not, especially in a game where you lose by 15 runs. <sighs> That's not a hard take. No, no, it's not a hard take. And is there a place where maybe there's like a line that you could probably listen to some takes? See, that, that was beautiful because that's what I was getting at. You know, it's like sometimes umpires affect the game. There's a lot of things that go into and affect the game, and uh, if you're betting on them, you want to know all of them. Negative. Take you, line. Yeah, you got to know all of them. What? You want me to go take line first? Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Because it's it's all it's set up weird. Oh, fuck my ass. Yeah. It's okay. It's right there. Anyway, you guys know that one, but now we're talking about take line, which is another podcast, <laughs> which you would like if you like this one. It's got sports, culture, takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion, no relation, and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast, baby. 
That's one thing you can listen to. Yeah. There's another thing you can listen to. No way. All sorts of things you can listen to over there at Locker Room. Locker Room. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform. You download it. It's free to download. It's free to use. You can talk to guys like us. You can talk to fans. You can talk to players. You can talk to analysts. You can talk to really anybody who's fucking logged into uh, Locker Room. And, you know, share your own experience on the app. It's just more... It's about... It's just talk voices about <laughs> yeah. sports audio yeah. only you can go in there it's fun to like watch games together and kind yeah. of talk shit throughout the game you can go in there with some news drops you want to go in there and discuss it with people you got insiders athletes executives they're all in the same place um, yeah like I said it's free to download at the iOS app store you make your profile you link your Twitter up and then boom you join whatever league group whatever you want to talk to uh, go ahead and follow us at the new nasty boys yes yeah baby at the new nasty boys uh, you'll be notified when the room goes live and we'll be going live on locker room here shortly man yeah it's gonna happen yeah it will happen eventually we'll even do if it. it's like late night hammered watching a west coast <laughs> game that might and happen. honestly that's why you come here for this sweet salacious content always never know what the nasty boys are gonna pop off and you do next also we know that the podcast world is about to collapse because we're doing ad reads for another podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah no shit it is a neutron star falling in on itself the snake is eating its tail oh dude it's sucking its own dick man speaking of sucking my own dick <laughs> great great segue i it's actually funny that you bring that up i was talking about a chameleon at the show last night a bunch of guys when how old were you when you first started to try to suck your own dick and how old were you when you were like this is a dream i'll never chase uh i think i started probably like 11 12 years old i was like i think i'm gonna give this a whirl i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna be the one guy that can do it <laughs> well i fucking went to i went to middle school with a guy who could and he showed he didn't like show us like he didn't in the in like the lunchroom but right he was like watch and he like put his head he's like i can do it and it's like holy shit people we pay good money to see yeah that. no shit you got a career dude you're locked in and then when did i give up on the dream never i'm still trying still trying man gotta, still trying gotta figure it out had a long conversation with a bunch of boys because it is funny that like not even to be crass but like Every man has tried it at some point in his of life. Of course, you have. Every man, you have put yourself trying to make a C shape with your body against your bed. Yeah, always. on the side of it, trying to put your own dick in your mouth. There was one point in college where I swear to God, I was like training to <laughs> suck my <own> dick, <laughs> like stretch. You know, you know, being lumber and. And limber and stretching is already good for you but if you can give yeah. yourself a little goal to attain at the end sure it's always good and i was never able to like you know continuously fillet myself of course but i did get down you know like you said in the c-shape yeah it's kind of like a hands handstand on your shoulders great way to and describe then you're it. like just bending down you're you gotta you know get those obliques those lower back muscles Oof. nice and limber all the way down to the hammies yeah. And I got to the point where I was like getting really close. I was like, eh, eh, right there. <laughs> and then, dude, I swear, I was like 21 and I was really close. And then I just gave it one like, like I reached my head up and I pulled my body down and I just went like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 oh I my just, god like, god you know uh, sucking it would not be the proper phrase but i definitely 
penetrated my mouth. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's really all I needed. I was like, oh my God. Wow. I know what it's like to have a dick in my mouth. <laughs> you have reached the top of the mountains. I can't remember who by had... putting the tip of the mountain in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that mountain tip. I, I, I don't know. I think someone might do it as a joke. Or I just heard it on like a podcast, someone's story or something, but like somebody knew a guy who could do it, who could suck his own dick. It's me. Yeah, and it's Billy. No, I know someone who can suck. Oh, I, yeah. It's no, 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 no. There is a comic who used to do a joke about it. And it's like the the only, th- it's like, what's it like to suck your own dick? And you're just like, well, it feels a lot like sucking a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's not like the old hand gerb. Yeah. There was a guy who opened for me in Chicago. But I went with old Dave Yates there a couple years ago, and he would talk about, yeah, I can suck my own dick. Everyone's like, no way. And his closer is that he pulls out his phone and goes, yeah, you. He goes, like, points like, you. You want to see me suck my own dick? And they're like, there's no way. And he turns and shows them the phone, and then they go, oh, my God, he sucked his own dick. <laughs> and then he cl- clicks the phone and says, good night, and then puts the mic back in his stand and walks off. Wow. Oh, that's hilarious. Insane. That is truly wild. I mean, have you ever, like, have you ever zhuzhled it? I mean, like, or just fired that into the hub of porn? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of guys that can do it. Ooh. Just, like, out of, like, just research. <laughs> yeah, you right. want to see, you want to see the freak show. Yeah. You know, and the, 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 the amazing feat. That should be, like, an Olympic event. Yeah. Someone who could be, like, the best self-sucker. There also should just be Sex Olympics, period. The um, the physical shape that you have to be in to be able to do a bunch of things yeah. is astonishing. Yeah, you've got all sorts of different uh, contests. You've got yeah. endurance, speed, right. power. Marathon. Yeah, marathon. I think... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got like you got like power lifters. Oh, power bottoms. <laughs> power bottoms. <laughs> you got all sorts. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, think about it. If we got the like the best they here's the thing. They don't have to be attractive. They just have to be the best in the world at this. Right. And then just sell a pay per view. So often not the most attractive. Doesn't have to be. The compensation. The it, compensators. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah, man. That's like, you know, you hear the thing, it's like, oh, you know, the hottest girl I ever had sex was with was the worst lay of my life. Right. Oh, yeah. Because they don't have to try or do For anything. For sure. Right. Maybe with someone, you know, who's, you know, judged by society is probably not the best looking, but you're like, holy shit, how did you do that? I got something that? to prove. Yeah, I got a lot to prove. Yeah, that's really something. I wonder, like, a pie chart, what percentage of guys who can do that? Wait, would it be a cream pie chart? It would be. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. <laughs> It would be. <laughs> um, I wonder how many people can do it standing up. Ooh. Just think how crazy that is. Oh, yeah. That's a great cool. That's and, cool. Yeah. And then so much of it is like just, you know, just like with athletes. Right. What's your body shape? Right. You got that long lower body and that short upper body. Mm-hmm. You got that long upper body that's very bendy and foldy. What are you going on? Exactly. What what event would you fit best in? And then if you're trying to suck your own dick, every inch counts down there. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like the long jump. You every inch it. counts. Yeah. yeah. I think I think if I started training right now in a month, I could probably like Get touch close. it with my tongue. Okay. That's impressive. You know. Yeah, it's not like elite, you know, uh, oh, sex Olympics. Elite. No, no, it's no, it's single A. 
Single. <laughs> no, it's single A, yeah. $750,000 signing bonus, take a flyer. <laughs> Just, you know, a local 5K event. Yeah, exactly. It's well, wild. For me, it's like a local 5-inch event, you know? Yeah, a local 5-inch event. <laughs> yeah. The 5i. The 5i, baby. Suck it down. But no, I would... You know what? I, I think you could easily pitch that as a pay-per-view event. Zero doubt in my mind. You could get... You know, you get all the top dogs. You get Brazzers. You get Hustler involved. Yeah. They would totally be down. And then, like, the saddest... It would be, like, what? Aaron Carter. <laughs> It wouldn't turn into like what boxing has, where yeah, it's like right. Jake Paul fights Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, no. Papa John tries to suck his own <laughs> dick at the Matsuyishi <laughs> Arena in Japan. It's like 70,000 people sold out. He has to lube himself up in garlic butter first <laughs> yeah. to stretch. Lord, have mercy, man. Yeah, the butter makes me limber. Well, dude, speaking of sucking it down, this is something that we, I just teased to you. Tease me, baby. Before we started recording, but... Tuesday at the game, Mm -hmm. I went full indulge. Please tell me everything. I ate whenever I wanted to. I'd got, dude, at one point I went to Porkopolis, City of Pork. Great. Porkopolis North. Not the Porkopolis South down the right field line. You went. That's the true Porkopolis. Yeah. That's like the capital of Porktown. Of course. Because you also have the sister, the queen, I mean, let's be honest, Montgomery Inn. Right there. It's like the royal family. Of course. And then Porkopolis. Sure. You know, it's for the plebs. Of course. The the Holy Trinity, which is Skyline La Rosa's Montgomery Inn. Yeah, exactly. The Cincy Trinity. Yeah, and then Frisch's is just watching in the corner jacking off. Yeah, exactly. Just because he's a little freak. Yeah, he is. But man, I ate so much. I went to Porkopolis. I got a pulled pork sandwich and mm. a bratwurst with onions, onions and peppers at the same time. Ooh. Twofer. Twofer. I also got some french fries. You know what I would have done? What? Cut that brat in half, put it on my pulled pork sandwich. That would have been a nice move. That would have been a nice move. The brat's good. Ooh, I love a bratwurst. Had it today. It needs to be a little, you know, you mass produce bratwursts. Mm -hmm. You lose the char. Sure. You lose, you know, the breast breast bratwurst. The best bratwurst (laughs) is, you know, a little crunch. Sure. A little break through that skin. Yeah, and and the flat top doesn't always do it the most justice compared to on the grill. A grill. Right. Yeah, but but you're just talking mass produced. Yeah. Brats. Of course. But it was so good. I just ate so much. <laughs> I ate so much. I had a bag of peanuts. Mm. Had some ice cream. I had some French fries. I had a pulled pork sandwich. Beer. I had beer. Yeah, a lot of beer. Yeah. And. Man, it was like a full-blown cleanse. Oh, dude, did you just go starting, to squirt start, Yeah, not even being gross about it, but like starting on Tuesday night, unleash the hounds. <laughs> unleash the hounds. Yeah? They were great. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, even today, twice today, I was like, this is the Reds game on Tuesday. Oh, my God, still yeah, flowing. Dude. Yeah, like, it honestly, like, helped me out. I think it oh, like, yeah. really moved some shit around in there. No one needs a juice cleanse anymore. They need a GABP cleanse. Yeah, you got to go to the fucking Gab. Yeah. And if you're feeling really raunchy, get the fucking dessert french fries. Did you get those? I didn't. I still haven't. Guy in front of me did, and I almost pulled the trigger. Yeah. But if I'm getting a french fry, it's because I want mustard or ketchup in my mouth. I don't need the sweets. Yeah. It's a fun idea. It is a fun idea, and like I, I'm not too turned off by it. Me either. But I ain't 
it would be a $12.50 bit. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> look what I got. I'm a fucking animal. <laughs> look at sugar jizz on top yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing I will tell you. I had two brats, and I had two smoked sausages from Queen City Sausages Have today. a day. Of course. No bun, just barbecue sauce on ha- there. Have a day. That's a great lunch. That's a very prototypical Billy DeVore lunch. Right. I got a brat from Great American Ballpark two weeks ago with Pat. I... I'm here to tell you, diarrhea has never been forced out faster in my body. Really? I think I have a theory. Instantaneous. Instant. It's got to be something in those onions. Maybe. And the peppers. Yeah. That just hit, and it's just like, whoop, no, no, no. Maybe, because I got the onions and the peppers on my brat, too. And uh, like an hour later, you're like, I got to go. Evacuation. Yes. I went at the stadium. Uh, The stadium is the worst place to go. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, I went last night, went into the the stall, went to go pee. It was like the eighth inning. And uh, remind you, it's Wednesday. And I go in and I'm like, oh, the seat is covered in vomit. Yay. I'm like, it's Wednesday, you fucking rookies. People were getting twisted on Tuesday, too. Yeah. People, it, it's fun. Oh. The ballpark is pretty wild right now. People are getting fucking buck. Buck. Dude, weeknights is where you'll see the crazies come out. Yeah, people were getting wild. Well, think about it. It's mostly if you if you're going on a Monday night and you're like, I'm off work, it's gotta be industry folk. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And they get down the hardest. Yeah, they do. And it's I don't blame them. I forgot to mention this. It definitely played a role in the onslaught of devouring that yeah. happened. Ate a weed brownie going into the game. <laughs> oh yeah. It was one of the best weed brownie experiences of my entire life no shit so good it was so perfect tasted like a yummy little chocolatey brownie Mm. and then i ate it and then you know next thing you know you're almost brought to tears by how pretty the grass is (laughs) and you're like god damn these guys work hard look at them look at it's beautiful yeah it was it, it was a great game minus taking the l of course. But even taking the L, I saw Winker go yard, and then yep. I saw Castellanos hit one about as hard as you can. Oh. Th- was that the one he took uh, the left center field? The left center field bleachers. Absolutely crushed it. I, I'm i not an annoying fan, but mm-hmm. I had a great fan moment where yeah. he hit it, and I mean, it was just gone. Oh, yeah. And he hit it. I mean, before it even got out of like the infield yeah i stood up and said that ball's out of here baby and then like (laughs) you know you know i just called the shot oh yeah like i just happened to be locked in on that pitch and then as soon as he hit it stood up called bomb he goes out a lot of high fives so yeah it was a good game Mm. on wednesday last night alicia looked at me and nick's up i think it's the seventh inning or whatever she looks at me and she just goes Nick's dick has to be so big it stinks. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. You <laughs> know I'm, it's huge, man. And I just look over and she's just locked in with a dead glazed stare. And I'm like, oh my God, we can't come back here. No, man. Not not without me and Nick. No, no way. Yeah, zero doubt in my mind. Yeah, you know he's swinging a piece. Speaking of Nick, did you see that video on Barstool Cincy? Someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. If if you had the listener have not seen it, it's amazing. Someone out in right field screamed, "Nick, raise your left hand if you're into tits. Raise your right hand if you're into asses." 
And then Nick looks back and puts up both arms. Mm-hmm. Legend. Legendary shit from this man. Man of the people. Maestro of a man, the people. A man of the people. The ch- a true, a and, true Lenny. And where most everyone falls. Yeah. I hate this divisive country where it's boobs or butts. Give them to give them all. Yeah, give me a nice package. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what? How about instead of judging boobs or butts, how about a nice smile? How about a good smile? <laughs> let's see your eyes. Yeah, let's see your eyes. Yeah. Hey, are Nick, funny? are you into eyebrows or personality? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then White raises both arms, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah me too." Yeah. What if you were like into something really weird? It's like I like a. F- Thick vulva. <laughs> yeah, he just turns around. <laughs> He's just like trans. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh shit. Cool, Nick's down, man. Nick's, dude, Nick's a freak. Yeah, he is. I wonder who the biggest freak on the team is. You know what? I bet it's Moose. Really? Yeah, he's like reserved. Everyone's like he's reserved on the field and all this stuff, and everyone's like he's a great leader in the clubhouse. So it's like okay, this guy has for sure has a has a fucking latex suit, latex suit, leather fucking uh, paddle, interesting, and a, and a sex swing. Interesting take. Yeah, I can't disagree. No, I can't disagree. But it's not definitely not the one the the first one that you would think of. No, I mean the obvious ones are Joseph. Yeah, Nick. May I think Winker might be all talk. Yeah. I oh, bet. Winker's vanilla, baby. Oh, Winker's yeah. like me. He's a he's a sweet boy. He's a missionary man. Yeah, he's a missionary man, <laughs> dude. That man is on a mission. Sent by God. Yeah, exactly. He's I'm trying a- to think who else. Not a ton of freaks that really jump off the page on this team. No, not. I mean, there. I mean, here's the one who I think would probably be the least freak. Amir, because of how. Voiceless is and outspoken. It's like right. pumping the chest and all this stuff. It's like, man, you fuck with your eyes closed. Yeah, Amir cuddles. Yeah, <laughs> Amir's a huge cuddler. I kind of just want to just like tag him and be like, fucking, let's go, prove it, guy. Yeah, come exactly. on, come on here and he's, tell us. He you had a decent food. outing. He's had a couple of nice outings good. coming out. Yeah. yeah, coming off of the old suspense. What'd you learn from your suspension? Absolutely nothing. And to not have fun. Yeah, he said, I learned I learned that they don't want me to have fun. Yeah, I don't blame him. And he's yeah. absolutely right. Dude, okay, this is a nice little segue into this. We called this in the fucking doldrums of winter when the White Sox hired Tony LaRussa. What a terrible match. What a terrible fucking match for a team that young and exciting and good. And then a man that old and boring and shitty. I am beyond pissed about that. I don't know if I've ever, if if a uh, if I've ever witnessed a more egregious act of a manager not being there for his team. Rich Eisen said this. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, that's a real that's a real problem in the clubhouse. Rich Eisen pulled this stat, and he said it yesterday or Tuesday. He said out of 551 appearances where pitchers where pl- position players have pitched on a 3-0 count, there's only been one home run hit ever. And you know who it was? Your men Mercedes. Give it to him, dude. I know. I'm I'm looking at me. I'm wearing my La Tortuga shirt. I'm wearing my Willens Estadio. That dude is my chunky brother. Yeah, he rules, but if he's, he's going but if you're a major league pitcher throwing the ball 55 miles an hour. Guy, he hit it. It was 46 miles an hour. Who cares? Yeah, this is a dude who's been clamor who's 28 and it's his rookie year and he's on fucking fire. On a one-year fucking deal. Like he's You got your he's getting a shot. 
And you gotta take it. You gotta go. And Larusa coming out and saying like, "Oh, he went through the take sign. He went through the take sign." I don't give a fuck. Fuck the take sign. Fuck you. Fuck you. You. He hit a home run, you old bitch. You old fucking <laughs> yeah, piece of shit. I know, man. Coming up and saying that and saying, "Oh, well, you know, that's just not the right to do." And I'm apologizing. I apologize to the uh, to the he'll twins. Have, he'll I, have to deal with the repercussion with the, of the family. Pain. And he said the word family. It's like, dude, this ain't family. This is family if you're just like the old dad that no one likes. Yeah, this isn't family. It's a fucking business. And at the end of the day, you know what shows up in that stat line? That your men hit a dinger and home it goes run. for the rest of the year. That could, you know what? Maybe that one home run is the difference between him getting an extension or him not getting an extension, Absolutely. or getting a huge contract. Absolutely. Hey, you old fuck! Shut the fuck up. Go back to the golf course. Yeah. This is a guy who's talking about the unwritten rules of baseball. Who went out last year and got a DUI and said, "Do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm a Hall of Fame." Yeah. How about the un- how about the written rules of life? Yeah, that you clearly think you're better than. I know. You geriatric fuck. So he comes out and says the wrong thing with Mercedes. Right. Gets dragged for the most part. It's dragged. And then Lance Lynn yesterday comes out and goes. Lance Lynn, pitcher for the White Sox, goes, if a position player is on the mound, there are no rules. Let's Mm -hmm. get the damn game over with, and if you have a problem with whatever happened, then put a pitcher out there. No shit. That's what Lance Lynn said. Yep. And then Tony La Russa, after being dragged for handling the Yerman thing wrong, La Russa goes, well, Lance has a locker, and I have an office. And it's like, cool, literal division in the clubhouse. Dude, build a bigger moat when you have such a good team. Literal division, like like, you're out there, I'm in here. Like the opposite of a manager's job. Also, Tony, you're not needed. Think about it this way, how much that the front office controls everything. You are just a figurehead and you are an apology hire from Jerry Reinsdorf for firing you eight million years ago yeah, when you played baseball with fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. So get the fuck out. Here's on top of that too, you know, that whatever was posted. Tim Anderson also commented and said, Get after it, big boy. Yeah. Making it like more support. Everyone is coming out in support of everyone because you want to root. You want to root for the underdog, the the good, the feel good story, which is what this guy is doing. Exactly. And you don't want to root for the oligarchy, the old rules of baseball. No, you don't. There's no reason to anymore. There's no future in it. How fun is it? Also, that you know, two guys who have come up out of, you know, they've had their struggles getting to the league. One of them, being Willens Astadio, has played eight positions. And someone who's the ultimate utility guy who had, who for a while had the record of striking out the least in 100, like 100, almost 100% contact rate. Yeah, guy's just a hitter. He's hitter. a baller. And now he's pitching. That's super fun. And then you have a, a guy out there that it's is... only a good story. Who's 270 hitting a dinger when it doesn't matter and the game's over. Say he takes and he strikes out or grounds out and it hurts his average. Look at that. Like, that's going to hurt him overall, too. And you know what? That goes up to the people running the spreadsheets up in the up in the suite saying, ah, oh, well, you know, this .002 in his, in his slugging is the difference between... One and a half million dollars or whatever yeah. it is. So, and, and how crazy is it that this... Conver- dude, this is why it's just a moot point. How insane is it? Okay, so let's say he takes that. Yep. Strike one. Yeah. Three and one. Yeah. Next pitch. He hits at 750 feet. Yeah. Who cares? Oh, well, it, it was three. Just shut up. Shut up. Let pitch, him play. Pitch thrown. Guy's holding the bat. Mm-hmm. 
He can swing. Right. You have clearly also given up on the game when you put in a 250-pound second baseman. Yeah. You know what? You you have thrown it in. You're done. I, that's what's so funny is it's like if Mercedes, if what Mercedes did was whatever. Sure. Disrespectful. Playing the game. <laughs> how how respectful is throwing in your tubby middle infield? <laughs> exactly. <coughs> it's not respectful. That's it's that's like that's it's a slap in the face of the game if you're yeah. gonna come from that. If you're coming from the mindset where you think swinging on 3-0 mm-hmm. is blasphemy, mm-hmm. then you're probably in the same camp where you think putting a Steedos in to pitch is also blasphemy. Sure. Because you're fucking some old school, well, respect the law, respect the rules of the game thing, mm-hmm. you know? You can't have both of the arguments. No, you can't. It's both. It's all a fucking sham. The guy was mm-hmm. throwing the ball less than 50 miles an hour. Right. Like, literally... It could have been us. That is what... It could have been us. Right. Well, also, that's what... The, you can't even find a cage that throws that slow unless it's underhand, slow pitch softball. Truly. I mean, it's slow. It's significantly slower than BP. Here is where it gets worse, is the next day, of course, they throw at your men. They throw at him. Which, again, an unwritten rule that you can just go fucking do that. Like, oh, you hit a dinger on a 3-0 count. We have to throw the ball at you. There's 98 rawhide... And you're at your body. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy. You're intentionally doing that. Look what happened to Kevin Pillar's face. Right. He broke his nose and he can barely open his eyes. I know. And you're saying, oh, this is a good thing. And he's clearly two pitches clearly thrown at him. Both miss. And the ump comes out and tosses the pitcher. Yeah. Of course. He's like, well, why didn't you warn us before the game? Motherfucker, you don't need a warning when you do that. And it's clearly obvious. Yeah. Why should both sides be warned if something accidentally happens where a two-seamer slips and hits somebody in the thigh? They're out of the game? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not good. No, you intentionally go and do that. You're tossed. Get out of here. You're tossed. Yeah. You. And <sighs> I'm not saying, I'm not even saying don't do it. Sure. I love like it, it's it's dangerous in a, in a lot of instances. It's stupid and unneeded, but like it's a cool aspect of baseball that if yeah. you fuck around, you can get plunked with a hundred on the butt cheek. Yeah, it's fucking dope. Think about me next time you sit down, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason you feel jilted. I know. You know, but I couldn't agree more with that. You can throw at a guy, but just sure. know that you're gonna get run. Of course, easily. And the press conference after Tony, Bill, he's putting, he's pulling more dirt out of the earth to make the moat bigger, saying, "Oh, I, 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 I don't think he was thrown at him. I think it was just a splitter that got away." Ugh. Fuck you. Yeah, you're a pussy, man. Literally, the last job that you have, because you know it's ran by the front office. The last thing that you have to do is sit in front of that microphone and defend your players and know and say that they're on your side. Yeah, you suck, man. And guess what? You're throwing them under the fucking bus. Cause oh I feel bad. No, boo. boo, get out of the way. Yeah, man. Let's make baseball fun again. Agreed. And you get the fuck out of here and go back and drunk drive your Escalade into a cactus in Arizona. Right. Yeah, it's such a bummer. It's just the wrong oh. guy to have on that team. No, and it, I mean, I mean, they're ten games up. They're ten games over five hundred. They're they're they are two and a half games ahead of Cleveland. They have, they they're going to cruise through this division. Pretty crazy that the Twins are the worst team in the league. Oh yeah, it's just not been together for them. And they were, you know, they were expected to win the Central. Yeah, and they are a thirteen-game winning team. It's wild. They have the worst record in the whole league. Fourteen and twenty-eight. Yeah, it's 
bad. But if I'm Jerry Reinsdorf, I f- I just get rid of him. And I, I what exactly did CC Sabathia say? What was that quote? CC Sabathia that was came a great, out with fucking uh, like great uh, quote. scorched earth, man. I like CC. I wouldn't mind seeing CC in some more booths or even in a dugout His somewhere. His podcast is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, CC's fucking cool. God, that quote is tight. He said, CC Sabathia on Tony LaRusa. He shouldn't be fucking managing that team. And if you're not going to step up and have your players back, what's the point of being the fucking manager of the White Sox? No fucking shit. I mean, shit. what is the what is the point? You're no. not you're not your only job. And we could talk about I mean, this is a nice transition into fucking Bell. Yeah. But your only job as a manager is to make the fucking clubhouse cohesive. Correct. And through communication with your players, mm-hmm. the rest of your coaching staff, yep. the guys in the booth, this huge thing, it, your only job is to, like, what, make a couple decisions a game? Yep. And it's not even just coming straight from your head. It's a fucking no. committee. Correct. Your pitching coach is arguably more important than your manager. Couldn't agree more. You know? So it's like, you tr- You said the word figurehead. That is literally what he is. Yeah. He's a guy, it's a cool hire because... There's a picture that's 45 years old of him in a White Sox uniform. That's it. That's all it is. And Jerry Reinsdorf fired him, and this is like, I'm sorry. Yeah, here you go. Here's a here's one of the best rosters in fucking baseball. Try yep. not to mess it up. And then he just comes out here and old man's it the first can the first moment he can. Yep. It 100%. I mean, dude, 40 games into a, his first year and it's like this is what everyone said would happen. Sure. Who would have thought an old guy would be out of touch? Yeah. And who would have thought that a team that fucking cool and young would be, you know, go against the grain of the old guy out of touch? Who would have thought? You know, I mean, truly everyone in the, anybody who's tied into baseball was like, huh? Really? Yeah. That's, that was weird. Insane. It's like fucking hiring Brian Cox. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's 80. Why well, he, exactly? And also get back to your point about the manager like of course he has a couple decisions to make. It's it can impact a game which we'll get into later. But your job is to massage egos. Vibe. Vibe check. Create the fucking culture. Yeah. And I, I'll I'll yeah, it's what I don't like about David Bell, man. I think he's fucking milk toast. 100% agreed. He is milk toast. And the big thing is, it's not displayed to you as a fan. It's not displayed to you as someone who is watching pressers afterwards. He doesn't come across as the fiery guy you see getting tossed out of games. No. He, we don't know what he's doing in the clubhouse. We have no clue. Maybe he create, creates a great environment, even though they're 19 and 23 and not winning, and there's no sense of urgency early in the games, and that's kind of been his problem since 2019. But doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. And he mismanages a bullpen. He's It's just gotten worse and worse. A lot. A lot. And I Often. know that you don't have much to play with and to work with at the moment, considering Lorenzen's out and you throw out Antone and Sims in one game and they're out. But why the fuck are you throwing Heath Henry out four days in a row, but we're not seeing the guns? I know. I know. It's There's no better time than now to get them to throw because guess what? The season's slipping away and you're four games back. If we were six games above 500 right now, we would obviously be singing a different tune. It's a hard job being a manager. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's so much that goes into it, but he doesn't match up in my head to this team. No. He doesn't, man. I can't imagine Castellanos and Bell 
talking shit in the locker room, having a beer. I can't see it either. It's like what M- Mikey Dub said. You know, yeah, you've got a lunatic in Lupinella. Yeah, you got a fiery guy chucking chucking bags. You got and Sparky was was a outspoken wild yeah, dude, Captain Hook. Dude, imagine him at a presser now. It would be it would have been awesome. Yeah, just smoking a stogie, but yelling, at cussing. I know, man. It's uh, David Bell just doesn't add up, dude. It just no. doesn't add up, and I feel for him. I feel bad for him, but like. He doesn't strike me as a major league baseball manager. No. At least the conviction. No. And it's like people will be quick to be like, well, he's been thrown out of more games than any manager since 2019. Yeah. It's like that's on some nerdy ass shit. Yeah. That is some contrived, aren't I angry? Listen, boys, I got your back now. Yeah. It's like, I, that is, feels performative. I agree. You know, it's like. You're not a tough guy. No. You're not. You know whose energy would be sick in that dugout? Who? Ozzie Gian. Oh, yeah. Wow. A shit talker. If yeah. that's what we're going to be. Of course. That's the personality of this team. And that's who Castellanos is. And he's the heartbeat. Yep. You, it needs to be matched. Of course. It needs to be matched. And like you said, not, not a ton to work with down in the bullpen currently. And then right. also, it is a tall task. We're talking about the manager doesn't do much. The manager doesn't do much. With the Reds this season, you're making a brand new lineup every game. You have to. You have so to that is, that is tough. And there have been some wins. Sure. There have been some moments where I'm like, all right, that's a good call. Sure. But so, so many of these good calls or bad calls, it just boils down to what happens when the players are out on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look really smart starting Naquin if he goes out goes three for four sure but then I mean yesterday we started three guys who played catcher for us last year (laughs) I know Stevenson Barnhart and Farmer were all in the lineup (laughs) that's absurd that's really crazy that's absurd but it's also it's not even like (laughs) Mo was on the radio saying that this team lacks depth I feel like that is inaccurate it's because it is being tested at the moment, considering you're missing a third of your lineup. We're down a th- literally one third of our lineup. Right. I mean, the Dodgers are be- it got tested by losing Bellinger, but they've also they also lost other pieces, and they went through that losing streak. You know what I mean? Like this, every team is susceptible to injuries. That's just how the game works. Yeah, being down Moose and Zell and Votto is makes huge. everyone's job harder. Of course, and and it wasn't that we were lacking infield depth. But when you lose your starting third baseman, your starting second, your well, hold on, sorry, two of your starting second basements and two of your starting third, third basements and your two of your first basements. basements. Right, it's three people, but it's three, three positions position. on the field. Four. Yeah, that fucks up your outfield rotation and your infield rotation. Yep. So that's not Bell's fault. Joey getting uh-uh. punked on the hand and breaking his thumb is no one's fault. No. Moose with the heel contusion going to the IL finally, but it's that, but it's it retroactive because he pinch hit yesterday. Yeah, he shouldn't have pinch hit. No, he shouldn't. I I don't know if Moose was like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and I'm eventually sure they was. were just like they were just like no, you're finally you got to go. Yeah, you need to sit. And uh, what is Senzel going to be back tomorrow? At this point, knee soreness. I mean, what hasn't this guy hurt? He is literally the guy in operation. I know. He is. That is him. And again. Sadly, no one's fault. No one. Just reality of, you know, it's some people are born with professional athlete bodies. Yeah. 
And then oftentimes, if you were born with a frame like that, mm-hmm. it breaks down because yeah. you're out there. You train 365. Guy played rugby. Guy played rugby. Probably not doing favors on his body. I did not know that. Yeah. Zell did? Yeah. You need to listen to the Jim Day pod, brother. Damn. He's been, on a, he he's a been on a bunch. Boy. Yeah. He grew up in England and played rugby. No shit. Yeah. Give it a listen. Well, that makes a lot of sense. It's really good. Yeah. It's very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just where that is at the moment. Um, you know where my mind is at the moment? It's 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 not it's not about baseball right now. I'll tell you that right now. You That'd know be where a it sad is? day. You know where my head is right now. Where's your head? You work hard and play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Yeah. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get ten percent off your order and and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to you SD. A prime to American style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts and more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or enjoy your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with the family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon Kansas City strips. Juicy steak burgers and all beef jumbo hot dogs and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com. Code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com. Code SD. Bring the middle of the country to your grill today. <laughs> there you go. That is a great tagline. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna DM them. And also send us meats. We got nothing back from them from our video last week about us getting meats from them. Give us some meats. Billy's getting worked up. Andrew Stevens emailed today. He's like, hey, if you guys throw this on your, you know, your social medias, we'll, you know, you get a chip in, whatever. And I was like, I emailed him, said, don't worry about the chip in. Give me steaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, anything from them would be fantastic. I'm at, Give us some meat. Imagine that content. Yeah. The new Nasty Boys smoke meats. Come Out there on. on the big green egg. Oh, egg it up. That would be fun. Mm. You know what else is fun? Making money. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? Making money is fun. Sports are fun. If only there was a way where those two things could collide. Well, there's a place. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the pitch, head over to BetOnline on your mobile or laptop. And check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bat Online, your online sportsbook experts. I wish there was a. I wish I could bet on uh, if David Bell's getting fired this season. What happens? Okay, so we're coming back. Okay, we're home. We're home. Against the Brew Crew. Yeah, you're seeing. Uh, here's the matchups for that. Uh, let me pull that up here. Let the me. Brewers not coming in super hot. They're 21 and 22. They're four games out. They're four and six in their last 10, having lost two in a row. Yeah, but. I mean, both of these, both teams are coming into this series thinking 
we have to take two out of three. You have to. You have Hauser versus Hoffman. So you have uh, Hauser. Oh, man. I mean, that, that's a wash. You don't know. I mean, that's a complete crapshoot. That looks like it's going to be a bullpen game. And guess whose bullpen is way better? Yeah. The Brewers. Yes, far better. Not trying to be a, uh, a pessimist here, but that's just the fact. Tis what it is. Followed by Brett Anderson versus Sonny Gray. Sonny looked rough the other yeah, day. Yeah, he did. He got touched right on up. Touched real bad. And then Sunday. Oh, okay. Sunday you have Freddie Peralta versus Luis Castillo. That's going to be a good game. Luis. Luis, the enigma. Dude, I, I mean, he didn't look good in Colorado. And I totally agree with Tucker. Tucker had a, a really good quote after the game. Um, and I, I have it in my notes here. I need to pull it up. He said, this game is a son of a bitch. Luis made a lot of good pitches, and he's really close. He threw sinkers at 97 tonight. He said that on Thursday in Colorado. And clearly, he came back and did that. So, yeah. you, you, you know, you have to have some hope going into that start Sunday that he can repeat it. And it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be in the mid-80s. That's Luis that weather. That was one thing. Tuesday was a perfect day. Yeah. Tuesday night was perfect. He went out and was ginning. Yes, he, he was. good. So I think that rolls over. So how many more times do we need to do this breakdown looking towards the week where we have to go Hoffman? Dude, I don't think much longer. There's I, no way. So look at some of these stats. Okay. Hunter Green at double A. 16 innings pitched, 25 strikeouts, 169 ERA. That's down in Chattanooga. Nick yeah. Ladola down in Chattanooga. Only eight eight point one innings pitched, but he's got thirteen strikeouts and an ERA of one point zero eight. Vladimir Gutierrez at Triple A, fourteen Ks and eleven innings, two four five ERA. And then here's the big one. Santalian, baby. Yeah. He's fucking one point three ERA or one point one three ERA, fourteen strikeouts, three and zero. Oh. Jesus. Four, or like I think eleven innings. I mean, you have options. One of them gets called up. I think Santian gets think, called up before think, any of them. I think Santian is the one that you call up first because he's the he's the shitter. Get off the pop boy. Here's okay. Here is I'm, I've got I've got the baseball savant pulled up for um, Jeff Hoffman. Okay, he is in the 13th percentile of average exit velocity. He's getting the shit hit out of the ball on him. People are barreling it. Dude, his hard hit rate is 33%. Yeah, that's uh that's that's, absurd. that's one every inning. That's absurd. That's that that is just not good. His K rate's down. What's crazy is he still has a good he has good fastball spin. He's in the 80, 80 81st percentile and he's 58th percentile in fastball velocity. And he's 65% on whiff rate. I mean, those are still all above average. Yeah, those are good stats, but it doesn't matter if one-third of the time someone crushes the ball. You know where it does matter? If you're throwing one inning or yep. one and a third. Get three outs. Get him into the bull. He's a bullpen guy. He's a bullpen guy. Just You can look at his. You can just look at him on paper. And, bullpen boy. And you can see him 
in the like you know his last start in the first two innings he looked great then yeah. the third inning the wheels fell off of he course. flipped it so you know that that is, I, I hate harping on it i really do yeah because he was given a shot to come here and make the rotation and injuries happened and he did make the rotation and cheers to him good on you but you are a bullpen guy that's a good point to make this isn't a shit talk session this is he is objectively in the bullpen there is a black hole in the rotation yeah and it is Hoffman sized. Yes, it is. And so you have to move him to the bullpen. If you want to have any shot at having a complete rotation, one through five, that you are satisfied with, which is very rare in baseball, but that's clearly your strong suit right now. Would you? Okay, this is just, it's purely well, hyper. Sorry, oh, not, go ahead. Not clearly your strong suit, but it is, it is a thing that you have to be good at. You have to be good out of two of the three things. You have to either have elite starting pitching or above average starting pitching and an elite offense and a an elite bullpen. I just, you know, it's early in the season, but you 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 said it and you were right. Like it's it's slipping away right now. It could get ugly. Quick. St. Louis could get up 10 12 games in the division and then we're playing for second place. Yep. And you know, we do look like a 500 team. Yes. We look, you know, plus side right about where you called it 83. You know, like that's a ceiling. That feels like a ceiling. Of course. And that hasn't changed since the offseason. No, it hasn't. But I just want to make sure that we don't, because he, especially coming off of 2020. Yeah. With effectively the same lineup. Yes. This team, and we've witnessed it, this team, like, the they can, they're so streaky, good and bad. Yes. So it's like I, this, where we are right now, this is hard to watch. But in the back of my head, I'm just like, we could rattle off 10 in a row in July. I believe in that. I think like it's possible. Of course. If we could just come out and what, score eight runs a game for a 12-game stretch? <laughs> yeah. It's feasible. Everyone sure. gets hot. It's possible. It's cra- It's not an insane thing to think. It's hard to imagine sometimes yeah. when you're watching the team. But like, I just don't want us to continue to flounder and get to the point at the all-star break where it's we're sellers yes that's hard that would be such a bummer and it's possible sure it's fucking possible where where do we need to be at the break to be buyers i think you need to be either two or three games you need to be in the second first second or third place third place four games out correct you know like viable (laughs) Three games out is comfortable. Yeah. Three games out in the middle of July is comfortable. Yeah. Where you become buyers. And, man, it's like, what? I I mean, I just... We went into this season with an incomplete bullpen, and no one ever truly has the luxury of having a full bullpen that stays around the entire year. That that, That is not how that works. Keith Henry has worked out. He got shelled today, but that's the first time, and he's pitched four times in four fucking days. Yeah, exactly. Give the it's guy not on him. Give the guy a break. Carson Fulmer again got got smoked again last night. I'm like, why was he put in this situation when Amir gives one walk and he hasn't pitched in a, in a week? Why didn't you leave him in and let it ride? Fresh as a daisy. Right. Let him ride. He's had some time off. He's been hitting the sticks, playing some MLB The Show. Right. Let him go out there and finish that fucking inning. For don't, sure. Don't put kid gloves on him. Let him go out and do that. A pure hypothetical. I know most of the details on the story thing. Uh, I don't know how any of the money would shake out. If it, 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 it probably is just completely ridiculous. 
Who would you rather have? So say we're buying. Okay. And again, I don't know the legitimacy of, of this second one, but who would you rather have for the second half of the season, the push, mm-hmm. Trevor Story or Max Scherzer? God damn it. I was thinking, <laughs> I was going to say, like, let me a- let me answer your question with a question, which yeah. is, which would you rather have, Max Scherzer or... Oh boy! I mean, see that is that's tough, and it's like if we're in the if we're at the place where we're buyers, sure, it probably means that our bats have lost their mind, and we're just hitting the cover off of the ball, right? Like this team, I don't think this team is going to be like bolstered by the whole pitching staff collectively getting it at the same time. That is just less no. likely than everyone getting hot. No, it's going to be up and down the whole season. It'll be up and down the whole season. If we do get to the point where we're like, all right, let's go get a piece, I think we'd be better suited to get an arm. Because if we're in the position to buy, then mm-hmm. it means our bats are killing it. Correct. Because our pitching isn't going to be what wins us games. No. It, you know what I mean. I'm totally picking you know what up I'm what saying. you're putting like, down. fucking Scherzer, dude. That'd be so wild. Dude, think about... That would be, make me so happy. <laughs> It would, and it, let's just address the elephant in the room. It fills the Trevor Bauer-sized hole that was left. Full-blown. MVP Cy Young. Then you have 1A, 1B, 1C. Right. And then that you're set. Dude, Scherzer, it would be so tough. Because Tyler has, you know, when he gets rocked, he gets rocked. And it's happened twice this year. He's okay? a human, yeah. It happens. He's not going to be dominant, as dominant as, you know, like he's... He was placing stuff and looking very Bauer-esque in his location, but not 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 like Scherzer. That no, would be, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I I, I would pull that fucking trigger. I would take Scherzer over Story. He because yeah because Kyle and, Kyle and Danny and I were talking about it yesterday. Really? Yes. He's like, what would you do for Scherzer? I'm like, the Untouchables. There's two. It's Hunter Green and it's Nick Lodolo. You can't have either of them. Yeah. You can literally have an a, a, an, an amalgamation of anything else. I'll give, I'll give you Siani. I'll give you Gutierrez. And I'll also, I'll you know what? I'll throw in, well, they don't need, they don't need, a, they don't need Garcia. They just need more arms. So I'll, yeah. I'll throw you somebody else, you yeah. know, or I'll, uh, Give you the the Austin Hendricks, who is just hitting the piss out of the ball. Dude, I think at this point in his career, we could get Scherzer for like Centillion and Hendricks. I think you would have Gutierrez and Hendricks. Sure, maybe you have to throw in one more because you're going to be competing with. You're going to be competing with some some everybody in the league. You're going to be competing with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean everyone. Right. See, that's why, I mean, I do bring it up. It gets me excited. It's purely hypothetical. It seems impossible. Right. But, you know, we, I, we've been bringing some guys in. It's, it it, it is, feels a little different. It's not impossible. I don't think it's impossible. I just hope to God that they pull the trigger on something like that at the All-Star break to give us hope. That, they, that they're in it and knowing, like, man, you know, we really didn't do much this offseason. We saved $15 million. We didn't pay a shortstop. Right. But here's what we're doing at the break and what we're working with. And that's the, really the only thing that kept us sane this yeah. offseason was thinking, all-star break. Let's get to the break. Let's get to a deadline. Sure. 
You know who I was? I was watching this last night. I was watching the Diamondbacks Dodgers game. One, weird as fuck to see pool holes in white and gold. So or white and red. So wild. Number fifty-five. It's we- it's weird. It's yeah. it's weird. But he seems happy as a clam. I like it for him. I'm, I'm no. I'm not discrediting that. Yeah, Southern California great. didn't even have to move. No. Yeah. Just sign Perfect. me up. Got a different color jersey. That's great. Yeah. It is bizarre. You know who, honestly, I could see, like, we could get for table scraps that could be an interesting add to the bullpen slash possibly the rotation? Price? No. Caleb Smith. Huh. Yeah. He's throwing a, he's a good little arm. He's got, he's, he was great in Florida, and it's like something, he, some wheels fell off, and now he's in Arizona. You know, I could see DJ working a few screws and getting him back to, you know, being an elite level pitcher. Yeah, he's a very live arm. And put him in the pen. And maybe give him a spot start. Let it be Jeff Hoffman. But that's a real that's a, that is a realistic move. Where I'm like, huh? I can see the Reds doing that when the when the Diamondbacks become sellers. Well, that just seems so. It's bland. It's boring. I know, but it's also a need that would be cheap. And I I'm with you, man, because I've flipped. I mean, obviously, give me Trevor Story. I'd love it, right? Sure. But if you just look at the team, uh huh. What we need is pitching. Yeah, no, you're we're 100 percent right. I mean, right. defense is not great. No, defense is not. I mean, across I the mean, board, you can pick it apart, but like Monday night, what the fuck was that? That was one of the worst sequences you will ever see on a major league field. Nick overthrew it. Jonathan missed it. Who? I mean, every, I mean, it was just like watching a. It was a little league game. Yes, it was a little league game. You see that on little league fields where it's just like, oh, there were four errors on that play. These are children. They scored two runs. Yeah. Right. He just dribbled it to the second baseman, and now he's standing on third base. Right. It's wild. Absurd. I know. But the Scherzer thing, I'm glad to hear you reciprocate that. I'm into that, it. Yeah, I'm so into that, dude. Ah, that'd be sick. I would be Go s- on a little streak. Go like, go like fucking 12 and 3 over 15. You know, just get really fucking hot of in course. June. Now get let's- really hot in June. And the Nationals, we're playing them, um, yeah, we're out of town next week, three at the Nats, three at the Cubbies, and then we're back home. I'm trying to look and see here where there's a stretch, where I'm like, I feel good about a run. And June against the Phillies, okay, and then at St. Louis for four, yikes! Yeah. Three at home against the Brewers, and then three at home against the Rockies. Um, where there... You know what? Here is a realistic stretch for you. Ah, uh, shit! It's on the road. Mm, maybe after I can see this after the All Star break. You've got three, six, nine at home. Three against the Brewers. Three against the Mets. Three against the Cardinals. I mean, you could see it's where you put up or shut up. I mean, you got six games in the division. If you take four of those, that changes what the standings look like. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. There's. There's a couple little spots on the line or on the uh, schedule where you're like, yeah, that could be something. But then we just thought the same thing about, yeah, fucking Rockies, you know. The fact that that it just took until us getting to their bullpen for that series is a, is ridiculous. Yeah, that is not a good baseball team. No, it's not. Does that also strike fear in your heart? You're like, oh, when we got you know kicked around by the Diamondbacks, not a good baseball team. Yeah, and the Rockies. Not a good baseball team. I know. And you're like, man, we truly are average. Average. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And this was supposed to be the window. I know. Where we're supposed to be like, this is when we win. 
I'm not trying to be a pessimist again. Again, I'm not. Oh, no, no. I hear you, man. And that's the thing. It's like it's been the last three years, really, where you look at the roster and it doesn't make sense. We talked about it before. It's like, you know, you, you, you say give a little hope as far as bringing in somebody at the break. Right. Whether it's Smith, whether it's you go fucking crazy with Scherzer or Story, one of those. Right. How much hope, okay, things are rough in Cincy right now amongst Reds faithful, right? For sure. If we, let, if we tell David Bell to take a walk, yeah. is, that, is that a shot in the arm to the negative or the affirmative? Like, is that, is, would people be like, yes, good, or would people be like, Jesus Christ, we just fired our fucking manager, the wheels are falling off. Again. Yeah, right. After dealing with David Price. Or not, yeah. Um, Depends on who you get to bring him back in. You need a splash. I don't think you need a splash and manager to finish out the season, and also you don't want to rock the boat too much where you're like, you do that, and then Derek Johnson's like, fuck this, I'm done. Preach that. That's, that's very true. That's because scary. then that tanks the decade. That tanks that tanks for everything. Yeah. I mean, it's the best Reds pitching coach we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, there's zero doubt in my mind about that. Does he have any managerial experience? No, he was a pitching pitching coach at Vandy and then did some minor league stuff for the Cubs and then went to Milwaukee and now he's here. Same role, pitching coach. I don't know if he has any desire right. to do that because he's such a maestro. With yeah. those guys, so you kind of you kind of have to think, okay, that's where he belongs, and he wants to stay there. So maybe he knows his ceiling, and that's he's like, I'm really good at this. I don't want to deal with that other shit. Right? I wouldn't want to if I'm good at one Fuck thing. No, no, I don't. I just I don't know, man. Bell appears to me, and it could be completely false narrative, but Bell just seems to be a fucking suck. Yeah. He's a little energy suck. Yes. He's, there's not, I mean, he's just, he still wears his fucking mask in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> Take it off, you fucking pussy. Yeah. Stop. Uh, let's see that strong chin. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Ah, oh, man. I, I, we are never the guys that are just like talking shit on these dudes because we're fully aware of like who we are versus who they are. Correct. Like, you know, fans talking shit is one thing, but like, just doesn't vibe with me doesn't check just doesn't mesh with me doesn't check out. it doesn't pass the vibe check it really mm-hmm. doesn't and i and I like i i sound a little rambly and dumb but, you don't but but you know what i'm talking about 100 percent. it's hard to articulate but it's like i still he just feels like a fucking he feels like my mom's girlfriend or boyfriend <laughs> yeah you know like decent enough guy but this guy's not gonna marry my mom no he's he's nice to me he's fine he's never hit me no but like he doesn't raise his voice but like i don't know i need a guy i got a question for you what aside from scherzer what what makes you think this team can make the playoffs considering there's a chance and it's a very good chance that three teams come out of the west again Again, you, it, it, I don't think it's just Scherzer. I, no. I, it has to be a combination of Scherzer plus... I think it's Scherzer plus quit fucking around and start the clock on these boys. And you got to bring up Lodolo or Green or Centillon or, or whoever. Yeah. 
You, you trade for an arm like a Scherzer. Could you imagine the electricity if we trade for Scherzer and bring up Lodolo in the same week? Correct. And we're like, boom, brand new pitching rotation. There we go. With with Sonny, who I, I man, I okay, I got to find that last start. What, what, was that Monday? Yes. Was that Monday? Okay, that's what I that's what I thought. I need to just look at the line again. I know it was bad, but I need I don't remember off the top of my bed, my top of my bed, top of my head how bad. We just need a shot in the arm of some sort and Lido, like those three young live arms, they're just sitting down there. It right. would be exciting. It would sell tickets. It would be an event to start Nick Lodolo. I want you to think about this. Too. I need you to think about this and, and, and take it to heart. If you look at that line, it's not dominant. Sonny? Yeah. Five innings pitched, five hits, three earned runs, two walks, three Ks. Gives you an two opportunity dangers. to win. That is an opportunity to win, and the bats didn't wake up. But yeah. what did kill you is Carson Fulmer giving up that dinger and giving up. I mean, who? An, er, exactly. An earned run. And CNL Perez, again. See you later. We'll see you. You know who has been a bright spot, though, for us that has been a fantastic pickup off the street is Michael Feliz. Yeah, he's looked good. I mean, yeah. Is, I mean, except for, when was that? When did he give up? Was that yesterday when he got touched up? When, um... When they left him in too long, here we go. I'm going to look at that box score again. Because, you know, first couple games, he's got a live arm, went in there and did it. Uh, No. Yesterday, he was, I mean, he was great. One and a third, three Ks. Yeah, go and deal. So was that today when he got fucking lit up when it didn't fucking matter? Yeah, with everyone else. Yeah, it was today. When after Malley pitches two innings, he pitches two-thirds of an inning, gives up two dingers. Yeah, okay, one bad outing. And same with Hendrick or same with Hembry. Heath Hembry, yeah, and he's been like this little workhorse. Right. So if you take you keep Feliz and say you keep him until the wheels fall off completely. Yeah. And you have to give him a break. I mean, I don't honestly hate the pen. Sims, Antone, Amir. Amir um Hembry, Hembry, Hendricks. Imagine you get Lorenzen back. Hoffman. And Hoffman. That's a good fucking bullpen. That's a fine pin. That's a fi- that, that, that does it for That's me. That's a fine pin. I will say this. I was talking about this with Snodgrass. Do you think... It is a bit of a problem because, especially with this roster, arms and, in the, and, and position players, like you play around with it a lot. Sure. And a lot of people play a lot of different roles. Sure. You got infield slash outfielders. Sure. You got fucking, you know... People are you know being utilized. Sure. I think it's a bit of a black mark that we don't have a guy who we don't have the luxury mm-hmm. of being able to say this arm is sick and he is our closer. We don't have the luxury to do that because it's like all hands on deck. You're pitching two innings, you're pitching an inning and a third, yeah. you're pitching the seventh and one out than the eighth, you're, you're right. doing whatever. But like, I, I do wish that we had a diet in the cloth, closer by his name, this is our closer. Sure. We just don't. Because... And I don't think we will. No, because David Bell puts the best arm in the, in the, most, in the high leverage situation. Yeah, and I get that, but like, it is... 
You, it's nice to walk out and be like, Kenley Jansen's going to shut down this game. This is game. our closer. Araldis Chapman is going to shut down this game. Yeah. But how many, I mean, thinking of those are two off the top of my head, I'm trying to think about other teams that just straight up have that guy, that fucking guy. No, there's not a ton of them, but the ones no. that do are winners. They're good teams. Yeah. No one goes out and, and saves 40 fucking games for a team who doesn't make the playoffs. Sure. Typically not. Typically not. You know, mm-hmm. I do. I wish we. I wish that we had the luxury of being able to have a closer. Yeah, but I'd. Lo- I mean, but then who would it be? Because right. if if Antone's your closer, then you're going to miss him in the seventh and the eighth. <laughs> exactly. Or the sixth. Right, and then Sims, where he can go out and hurl too. I know. There. I know. It's. It's. I, I'm not taking like a super hard stance on no. it. I. I can. I can jive with either. Either way that we roll, but. I do wish that we could have a closer. It's not a bad take. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But considering that you can have three guys rotate in and out that can do that is great. Yeah. And and also watching Rizal shit the bed in 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 Los Angeles is uh, that's been nice. It kind of, it, it, you don't root against somebody, yeah, but it's just but, like, I mean, it does. It has been nice. Yeah. You, I mean, we literally have nothing to show for it other than the fact that he's not on our team anymore. Yeah, and then we save $14 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's actually something to show. Yeah, that is a lot to show there. Yeah. So, like, $10.5 million from him, and then... Uh, I don't know how Archie's doing. I haven't checked in to see if he's off the IL, if he's actually started pitching again. But overall, I mean, the more and more I talk to myself, and I'm like, okay... Scherzer does lock it down. Other guys lock it down. And then you have two of the best hitters at the top of your lineup. Truly. I mean, Castellanos and Winker are... One and two. Top five in every offensive fucking statistic in the league. Right, but you just have a black hole when you don't have Moose. Yeah. I mean, it just sucks that he has been 100%, 100% Iron Man healthy every other team he's played for, and now he's just... Signs him a big contract and... And he's just like I gotta, I got breaks, breaks down. He's, yeah, and, and it, it really sucks on having that bat and having him consistently get in there because that is going to be a difference maker to the rest of the lineup. And people, it's like people think Moose happened a long time ago, 2019. Yeah, 35 dingers, 90 ribs. He's yeah, he's that close. Effectively to it again. last season. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, yeah, it, that that just it, it hurts, bums. and not having Dad in there who was heating up too. That video of Dad coaching up Stevenson and Blandino at first base yep. that was heartwarming. Yes, loved that. Totally agreed. Yeah, miss Joey. We're missing Joey. Yep, we're missing Joey a lot. This yeah. offense misses Joey Votto. He, you know, you you look at his line and it's he's not. Joey Votto circa 2010. Sure. But think about the impact that Joey Votto hitting the same inning of, as you has on your at-bat. Correct. You see a lot of pitches. Yep. He'll fucking wear the guy out. Even if he doesn't get on base, he'll go in the dugout and get in your fucking ear and tell you about what he saw. Correct. You know, I mean, no, we miss Joey a lot. We do. And and our, also, are we relegated to this with Gino? Oh, are boy. we in this? Is this now where we're at with a? Is he like fucking Chris Davis? Right. You know, one fifty-seven I mean, with nine dingers through, you know, twenty forty games. Forty games, like forty-two games. Right? Am I doing my math? But one fifty-seven is yeah, crazy, dude. And his OBP is very bad. I think it's like two twelve or something. 
Um, I can pull that up for you. I can. I have it right here. Actually, his on base percentage is two thirty six. Yeah, dude, that's really bad. It's very bad. But you know what is not bad? Think about this though. And when you look at his last seven games, three dingers, seven ribs. Oh, for sure. That the power numbers are there. You just and then that double he had against Pittsburgh, where you know it was like timely hitting. He like shortened up his approach and did it in the te- in the tenth. I would never dog shit on Gino, but no, I mean like all of these are true. One fifty two thirty is a very bad slash. Yeah, that's a very bad slash. And you know what? The the last seven games. You know what? He's been at third base. I think that's where he has he's to a stay. Third, he's only a, he's a third baseman. Right. So then you have to move Moose back to second. I know. Or maybe... In, India India has been serviceable. He's hit a couple dingers. He, yeah. He's still slick with the leather, and he's figuring the bat out. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the, the, the moving pieces. No. I like Sinzel at second. I do, too. I like Sinzel at second. Throw that motherfucker at shortstop. I mean, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Just Farmer plays there. Blandino plays there. Suarez plays there. Everybody plays there. Just throw him at short. Who right. cares? Let him be an athlete. Of course. Let them be, of course, 100%. I mean, if you look at his... Let's look at his last seven games. I mean, in 24 appearances, he has five hits, a dinger, two ribs, three walks. Nicky? Uh, Johnny. Johnny boy. 208 with a... Th- Here's the crazy part, though. With a 321 on base percentage. That is serviceable. That is super serviceable for, for a guy who has wheels. Who's eighth in your lineup. 321 is an OBP where you're like, all right, you get to stay. You get you get to have this. You get to stay. You know what? I, I am honestly still completely shocked at how well and consistent Tucker's been. My God, one of our most consistent bats. He's, what, batting around 300? He's batting close. I'm trying to find that for you. Give me two seconds here. Because he played on... Wednesday night and Tuesday, he did, and then tight. Uh, yeah, so you're looking at Tuck, who's who is batting 286 at the moment, and if you look at his last seven games, he's batting 280. You know, seven hits and 25 plate appearances with a with a rib and a walk, oh, and yeah. someone who's you know seventh in your lineup. Pretty excited when Tucker walks up to the bat. Yeah, of course, it, it has clearly worked. He is dropping them where they aren't. And it's worked, which is a very pleasant and nice surprise. Especially when you couple that with a uh, little Ty Steve. Correct. Who, who, is, lo- who is a big leaguer. Who is here to stay. Who is a big leaguer, and hopefully he will be our catcher for a long, long time. With all that power. Oh, Vinny is out, and she is on her way to see Lee. Oh, Vinny. Vinny stretch. Vinny. Good cat stretch, lady. Yes. Yay. Um, but no, I mean, the more and more we talk in circles about it, the more and more I'm like, it's close. I know. And you just got to also let Shogo get some appearances in and get his stick ready and get more up to game speed. Shogo's had him a three-hit game. Yep. Four ribbies. Saved a couple games in the field. Mm-hmm. You know, That Shogo. great catch he had for TJ in yeah, Colorado. That was really something. No, not mad at Shogo, but it's just a place of where, you, where do you put him? Last seven games, five hits and 16 plate appearances, two ribs, two walks, only four strikeouts with a 313 average, 389 on base percentage, and 313 slugging. See, dude, that's wild, man. 15 ABs in, or 16 ABs in seven games is like 
That's nothing. That's, that's nothing. less than farmer. Yeah. But if, if you, if that small ass sample size. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah. he's got to be there. Right. And you got to throw him in there. Here's what I'm thinking. Even if you extend that and we see that continue to go out. I mean, okay. That was last seven. Last 15 is still, it's all, it's only, it's only, Jesus, come on. It, it really, it's 12 more played appearances. Yeah. At 214. And 15 games. <laughs> And so I'm, I'm going to live on that seven line and think that is more where it's at because he was trying to figure it out and get back to game speed. You're right. Uh, honestly, I could see him being a 289, 290. Then that on-base percentage is still going to stay 389 because yeah, he's a good exactly, eye. Exactly. And he can scoot. I mean, he needs to be in the lineup more. And uh, you know what that means? Sinzel in the infield. Correct. That's Sinzel in the infield because, I mean, or whatever, off day, Winker, but Shogo can't start just when we gave no. Jesse or Nick an off day. Right. I mean, that's not it. No. You need to ro- you rotate Nick in in center field and second base. India is, is platooned at second. Yeah. Moose plays that, every infield position besides shortstop. Here's the thing, though. When you, I think you fucking still have to put Gino at short. <laughs> Which sucks. It sucks. Because you you have that void. Yeah, man. It's not. I mean, to get in the, to get those bats rolling. I mean, it, it, I still think that he could play short. He did settle it down, and he finally has the stick together. I know he's at third, and he's happy, whatever. I, I, just, I, I just don't know what you do. I just don't know what you do. Because the way our lineup skews right now is we literally can't put our best lineup out there no you can't we can't put our best lineup out on the field just because of the positions exactly how it all plays out i mean you you just can't we'll never even if everyone's healthy as a horse we'll never have a lineup with winker castellanos shogo senzel joey moose gino you you don't have one you don't have one no fuck and that's that's that the is problem. a problem, and that comes from the top down. I mean, that's just team management. Of course. That's team management, and then keyword management. Manager, <laughs> David yeah. Bell, you know, like. General manager. Yeah. You have too many outfielders. I... So it God just, damn but it. like, this, this is, it's not ideal, but what we're bitching about is having too many good players. Sure. Whether they're when performing they're or not, when they're healthy, it's like that's who, you know, we talked about it last week. And we just talked about the Scherzer and the Story and the Caleb Smiths of the world. It's like, make a fucking move, y'all. Yeah, that's the only way to fix this. Make a move. Someone gets traded. Someone gets traded. <laughs> yeah. You have to. I'm moving Tyler Naquin at this point while he's yeah. still smoldering hot. While he get, while somebody wants him to just go and be their starting center fielder. Sure. Here you go. You can have him. Right. Uh, I think Naquin, Moose, and I hate to say it, and Shogo. Yeah. Naquin, Moose, and Shogo. Naquin less so just because whether it's fair to him or not, it feels flash in the panty. I don't think it is, but mm-hmm. like... Shogo's got the contract and of and the pedigree and the kind of question mark because sure. no one really knows. Moose has the full blown pedigree. Yeah. And then Naquin is the hot kid on the block right now. Sure. One of those three guys has to be moved. I agree. 
wholeheartedly one of those guys has to be moved. It's the only way that it works, and you got to get something back that you can click into your lineup and it makes it better. Correct. And it's not a fucking another position player. It's no. either a shortstop or an arm. That's it. Those are the only. Those are really the needs. It's the. It's yes, glaring, glaring, glaring. Which is why you get uh, where you've been swept in four games by the San Francisco Giants. Oh, here. Okay, last one. They put up fucking twenty spot on us almost. <sighs> yeah. Here. Okay. So you've got you. You have. You're not sweeping the Brewers. Let's just be honest here. You need to win two out of three. You can't have this horrific homestand. I mean, this hor- this that would be, I wouldn't say season ending, but it's it's not a nail in the coffin. But they're still building out in front of you while you're sitting in your bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So you have to pull two out of three. The season's not over by any stretch of the imagination. It is no time to say that. But no. But if we go one and two or get swept by the Brewers. You are, you're looking I mean, then you're ugly. firing your fucking manager. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, then it gets ugly. That is the, that would be the only move for me that would be like, okay, this is a step in the right direction. Right. Even if it is or isn't his fault, which I think it is, I think it's a I'm f- not hyped on no. talking about firing our manager. That no. is not, that means things aren't going well. No. But the, the only, the only manager who's should be worried about getting fired on a good team is Larusa. <laughs> you know yes it's like go ahead and fire him he's mm-hmm. but no you're never you're never talking about changing managerial spots unless things aren't going well no and i think that would be that is the obvious and easiest move right now that doesn't cost you money or prospects right with it, yeah no players involved none i also and i've parroted it a couple times this podcast they're just down there in our system wait these arms let's go it would be such a pun intended shot in the arm yeah it's what we need right and they're right down there and yep. they're performing their fucking ass off i think you give santian one more start because he just pitched give him one more start in triple a then you bring him up bring him up move hop into the pen <gasps> and that salt <sighs> a big problem and then mikey Hopefully. biceps is back soon ish is he I don't know. I mean, they said June. Let me take a... Let me just double check that. <laughs> That's so funny. I said we have to get this for Danny. It's pretty funny. Uh, you can use your imagination. You can put whatever you want there in there. In uh, uh, what that was. So, whatever you think it is, it probably was that. So... It was a sex toy. Yes, it was. Yes, it was was so he's on the six he got put on the 60 day il april 14th so which means may 14th was 30 days so that means june 14th is 60 days yeah so i mean he's what three weeks out june 13th or 12th whatever yeah so yeah he's a couple weeks out still but that's enough for me that's a that's a that's bless you thank you so there is still hope but it's it's it is not quickly fleeting, but it is fleeting. Feels fleeting. Feels fleeting. <sighs> I know it sucks. I know. Well, the good news is is that Jake Paulson's in town. Yeah, Jake's yeah. in town. Jake's in I'm town. Gonna see the big friendly Kroger giant. That's right. That's absolutely right. So let's round third and head for home. Here. Shall we? Um, I am 
at Great American Ballpark on Friday and Sunday. Hell yeah. So if you're around, slide in the DMs. Be like, Billy, where are you at? Let me buy you a Sky Rosa. I'll buy you a beer. That's, that's always been the rule. It's always been the rule. If you are just like a regular person that isn't my friend already, but you listen to the podcast... And you're like, Billy, I see you. Come and slide in the DMs. I will buy you a beer. And be enthusiastic about it. Love it. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Cheers a beer. Cheers a beer. They're the little thing where you interlock arms and drink over each other, you know? Oh, that's a move. Be beautiful. Um, and then, uh, what do I have after? And then Friday, if you're in Indianapolis, oh, next yeah. Friday, you can see Lee and I together at uh, the White Rabbit Cabaret. Which I'm so excited to play that venue positively thrilled yeah i have never played it and it it just looks like a killer space and they always run good shows and i'm geeked about that and a little road trip with the homies that's gonna be awesome you me and pubert yeah a little shibby dibby pew and it's overdue (laughs) schubert's gonna be on the pod next week okay there you go so good fuck yeah bring him back on man so it'll be fun can't wait to hear it it'll be a blast so it'll be you me and the pubes boom baby what do you got you uh, posted a bunch of dates yeah i posted a bunch of dates and then some of them got canceled. what uh the charlotte comedy zone is going under renovations <sighs> so i got rescheduled for july which is fine that's cool yeah it's a bummer but so is life you, stuff happens you're gonna be in another the other queen city right Yes, exactly. Our sister queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, next Friday in Indianapolis, and then that Sunday I will be in Indianapolis also at the Sunday show at Black Circle Brewing. And then, as always, Monday, The Hub. The Hub! Last Monday was fucking great. It really is rocking. Like, yeah. people are showing up, the list is deep, the show is good. And then the beauty of open mics is that sometimes the show is so bad. It's amazing. That it's amazing. Yeah. Like, it, it's a true it's a true study of the human psyche. Oh, 100%. It, it really is. It is a true study of all different types of sociopath, psychopath, yeah. and narcissism. How fucked up can a human be? Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Ooh. I'll tell you this, and then we'll leave. Exciting. Uh... Uh, my uh, my indulgence and my narcissism almost killed me yesterday. Oh, what happened? Driving up the hill, and uh, um, I catch a look at my hair and my I'm like my whole face and my driver mirror. Yeah, I got my new sunglasses on. I got you my cool. the hair looks good. My hat was just perfect, and I was like, damn. And then I looked down, and the car that was 30 feet in front of me slammed on its brakes and was turning left. I was about from me to the railing, so let's say 15, no, I would say closer, like 10 feet away from dying. You full blown crush the brakes. I just sped up, went right, and just fucking whipped around him. Damn. It was some, I just went, oh, fuck, and then just turned around so yeah man you, your beautiful face almost turned your face not beautiful i know how that would have been gone airbagged the <laughs> irony oh oh the irony but yeah the irony indeed don't lose hope guys we're gonna be fine um we're still on track for what i have written but it would be really nice to be on track for what lee wrote yeah let's go crazy let's, let's win 15 in a row let's trade for scherzer Trade for Max Scherzer. Let's throw it into the ether and throw let's just there. keep chucking it. Everybody think that tonight, right? Uh, you know, yeah. As your head's hitting the pillow and you're going through the day and giving your, uh, you know, what you're grateful for, this, that, and the other. Max Scherzer. Max fucking Scherzer. Oh, that'd be wild. I'm buying that jersey. Yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
Yeah, Scherzer Reds jersey goes so hard. Even if it would just be for a couple months, come on. Who cares? That's sick. Yeah, fuck it. So, thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our sponsors, the Take Line Podcast, uh, Locker Room, Bet Online, and of course, Kansas City State. Send us meat. Send us meat. Thank you, Sports Drink. Thank you so much, Papa Andrew. So, as always... Go red likes and stay nasty. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.